Welcome to The Audit Room, the number one podcast where you can share your audit experiences, ask questions, and get expert coaching and feedback. Episodes are recorded live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central Time. That's 11 a.m. Chicago Time, 12 noon New York, and 6 p.m. Berlin. So be sure to check the show notes to join our next meeting and get all your auditing questions answered. Now, here are our hosts, Trent Russell and Tracy Marquardt. This podcast is brought to you by Green Skies Analytics, the services firm that helps auditors leapfrog up the analytics maturity model. Their approach for launching audit analytics programs with a series of proven quick win analytics will guarantee the results worthy of the analytics hype. Whether your audit team needs a data strategy, methodology, governance, literacy, or anything else related to audit and analytics, visit greenskiesanalytics.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Quality Assurance Communication. If you're an internal auditor who wants to take your own or your team's communication skills and audit results to the next level, who wants to create more for yourself, your team, and your organization, no matter where you work around the globe, then check out Quality Assurance Communication at qacommunication.com. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the audit room. My name is Tracy Marquardt, and I am all things audit communication, impacting your team's productivity, leadership, and communication skills. And normally I'm joined by my co-host, Trent Russell. Trent is the founder of Green Skies Analytics, where they make analytics actually work for internal audit. And Trent is unable to be with us today, sends his apologies. But we are here with one of my favorite people in the audit world. Let's face it, Dr. Reiner Lenz, and we're here today to discuss the topic, ABC, the future of IAE, question mark. So Reiner is a CAE, longtime practitioner. Um, he has written multiple articles. He speaks on tons of stages out there at audit conferences. Um, he was recognized by Richard Chambers last year as one of the top 12 internal audit thought leaders, um, and also the year before in 2021 as one of the top 10 uh, thought leaders on internal audit and related topics. So it's always a pleasure to speak with Reiner. I was on my first professional stage with Reiner many years ago. So we go way back and um, I'm excited and I hope you're excited to hear his views on the future of internal audit and the chaotic world we live in. So welcome Reiner to the audit room. Well, thank you very much for your so charming introduction, Chrissy. We, we best stop here. It will get better from here. You know? <laughs> I couldn't list all your accolades, Reiner. There are too many. Or just too many. I'm so Listen, old, Tracy. Like, <laughs> you recently published an article. Um, you wrote it with Florian Hoos, a professor in the area of sustainability and ESG accounting. And he teaches at the International Institute for Management Development in Lausanne, Switzerland. So we'll give him a shout out um, as we go along. And the article is called The Future Role of the Internal Audit Function, Assure, Build, Consult. So I just want to start at the beginning and say, you know, what inspired you to tackle this subject at this point in the audit world's audit history? I mean, it's, 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 it's building on the paper written the year before, like the Garden of Governance. By the way, both, both co-authors were in my doctoral committee. So Kim Jeppesen from Copenhagen Business School and uh, Florian Hoss, uh, now at the IMD in Lausanne. And um, while the Gardner article is focusing on the internal profession, this article is focusing on the internal function. So, and I think there's so much more we can do. And um, worth expanding the two pillars of internal auditing, saying assure and consult, mm -hmm. adding B 
build, I just want to open the gate that we can do more. And uh, that's the basic motivation triggered by the by the observation that um, this this huge field of ESG has been untapped by internal auditors and we left the turf to external audit. So I thought with the suggesting build, this is an avenue where we can do something. Well, assurance and consulting are normal everyday terms for the internal audit function. So, you know, with the building piece being new, can you maybe explain this, give an example and talk about uh, independence and objectivity? Yeah, that's that's a nice, nice question. Look at my own practice. I mean, um, when, when top management asks you, Tracy, can you help me with running a cash is king initiative, for instance? Can you help me with building an internal control system? Can you help me with, you know, building a house of governance, whatever that entails? Uh, can you say no? Well, you can, of course, and you can hide behind the independent objectivity, but I've chosen to say yes. So all those projects I've uh, happily, you know, taken on board. Mm-hmm. And uh, if to start with um, the last one, this house of governance, that's how I view it. I mean, the ESG, by the way, is is a bad term. You know, because G is much more than the third letter of this acronym. G is an overarching framework. Reference in Cadbury, 92, the system by which companies are directed and controlled. So to picture my house of governance in, in a sense is performance comes first, risk in the middle floor, and then at the bottom you have another ABC, which I like a lot. This ABC stands for attitude, behavior, and culture. So the answer, of course, is, is a double yes, you know, the future is all, it's all about attitude, behavior, culture, and building can help. Like what, 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 is, what do I mean by this? I think we can do stuff, Tracy. We are human beings. We come to work, you know, as full-fledged individuals, and uh, we, sh- we can overcome self-inflicted barriers of independent objectivity. And take the example of ESG. That's just an example. There are many others. That topic will be the assurance will be provided by external audit. Nobody, only a few, interloid functions will be asked to render assurance. So the business of assurance is gone. There's nothing for us to do. So what else would you do? You can consult, sure, but difficult if you, you know. So why not helping an organization which has a hard time to build their ESG program? To give it, you know, to contribute as a co-creator, as a co-architect, to build the broker. Because assurance is not your turf anyway. They won't ask you to render assurance. So you can do stuff. You can build stuff. That's that's the basic idea uh, with ESG as an example. But how, how do you think um, the audit profession will react to the internal audit taking on that function of building? And then the second piece would be how does the board, how do you expect the board to react to that you, offer? Yeah. You would have all, all, all colors, of course, on this planet on this question, but um, on the first one, look, there, there are two major, major uh, well, observations or major threats. One is independence and one is, uh, one is objectivity. Let's take the first one, independence. If you, if you don't ask to be to render assurance, the issue of independence is, is gone in my view. It's, it's not your cup of tea, you know. 
big four will do the job, you know, that turf is gone. The objectivity um, with regards to, to this topic, I would say, no, I, I usually talk about the three questions, you know, I don't know what the, so assure, I label this in management terms with what is, so what is actually what happened? Consult, I usually label this with, so what? So what do we do with this? And the building part, I label with what is, signaling that this is an unknown territory, building an ESG program, you, 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 you go on untapped surface, you enter unknown territory, nobody knows the answer. And a bad thing you can do or companies can do is hire consultants, hire more consultants, hire even more consultants. They won't help you. You have to think yourself. You know your company well, you know your context well. Of course you can use consultants, but for well-designed purposes. So I rather suggest that we internal auditors can help a company, you know, co-creating, building such a difficult, difficult program like the ESG program, where appropriate, where possible, especially in smaller organizations. And we are usually well-educated, you know, we are, well, on Mondays, I guess, smart people, you know, maybe on Tuesdays too. So we, we can help, you know, we, we know the company, we smell the air every day, we know how the company ticks. So we know what's appropriate, what's pragmatic, what can be effective in our given context. So I encourage internal auditors to do stuff, to go on the turf, on selected locations. But that takes a mindset change, doesn't it? Because you talked about attitude, behavior, and culture. It takes an attitude change, behavior change, and a cultural change. It, 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 this is like, it's easier in, in some and more difficult in other, other contexts. So thinking of the banks and, and insurance companies, because they have a hard time doing this because the regulations are very, very forceful, very powerful there. But in the industry or other contexts, I think there's more you can do. But I think built is a new notion. It's, I guess, I think uh, we haven't spoken about that before. And um, that's something the IIA could, could pick up, I think, to, uh, to soften a bit this view on independence and objectivity. Of course, it has, has a relevance, has a role to play, but there can be occasions, especially if you don't provide assurance anyway, to, to, to do stuff, to add value when top management invites you to, to help, to render a service. And if, if, when we can't do this, why not doing it? Why not helping? You know, why? Saying, look, I'm I'm dogmatic. I'm I'm independent. I'm objective. I cannot touch things. I'm I'm here to to make smart observations only. You know, so there's there's room. We can do more, and that's what this article is about. Do I, mean, I I do I do think that you know my my opinion overall is that internal audit should have the attitude of we're here to help. Yes, they audit things that happened in the past, but the results of that should be to help take the business forward. Um, yeah, that, that's 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 easily said, but what does it mean? I mean, uh, you are you are third line, you're not on the pitch, you're not driving the car with the with the accelerator and the brakes, you're not even second line, you are third line. You have to interpret your role, and that's something. I think, what is your self-image? How do you portray your role? Who are you? Uh, how do you position yourself? So I think there are all shades of gray in that, and you know more. I'm talking about the three types: the standard, the swimmer, and the surfer. Yeah. I think, um, and and the business, the, the way I know business is typically fast paced. It's much about, you know, new area. You buy companies, you integrate companies. You if you have a new ARP software program, so you you typically operate in what I call the pioneering zone. And are we are we a helper in the pioneering zone, or are we a helper in what I call the managing zone? 
or you have more known topics, the simple stuff, simple processes, or what I call the complicated stuff, addressing the what if question, with the what is question. I think the trick for an audit is to to upskill, yeah. to upgrade, to um, mature from the from the complicated topics to the complex matters, where, where really there is no single answer, there is no objective truth. We all struggle to find the best way forward and contribute you know, on that journey, not after the event, but while it's happening. So there's a, a, lot of, a lot of key points I think you've made, but can I just focus in on the stander, the swimmer and the surfer, if, in, ca- in case anyone hasn't read the article yet, which I'm sure everyone has, in case they haven't, can you uh, just tell us briefly an overview of that model? Yeah, this was, was actually a, a, a phrase used throughout my doctoral studies. And the, one CEO used that term. He used the term swimmer because he, he differentiated two types of auditors he, he used to work with. One was the guy or whatever, who had lunch on his own or her own, you know, was not part of the organization who was, um, you know, living on this, his or her planet, you know, in a way, an empty suit, not adding any value. And he was talking about the swimmer who is part of the organization, helpful. And I enlarged this with, with the surfer, mapping my managing zone to the pioneering zone. The surfer is in a way one notch up, you know, <laughs> to help management in, um, on, um, in, you know, on assignments where there's not one single truth, where the, where the answer isn't known. So be, be part of it while it's emerging, while it's happening, while, while things are to be decided. So be in the game, be at the table, at the famous table, you know, yes. when decisions are made, having your voice heard before decisions are made, if management asks you to, to do so. So that's, that's I think, the, the um, suggestion they're making, um, you know, be in the pioneering zone, be a the management when it matters. And, and I think, and not to offend any swimmers out there, but I, I see surfing as a higher risk sport, a more active balancing game, you know, when you're out there. So it, it seems to me as when you equate it to your model into internal audit, I find it more of the pioneer kind of language, vision, or to, mind. And, to, and to, the, to, yeah, to, to take out stress, uh, uh, Tracy, you, you, you're not surfing 24 seven. So sometimes you go surfing, you know, so, and it's okay to be a stander on some topics. It's okay to be a swimmer on other topics, yeah. but maybe sometimes you have to be a surfer. So we all, we, we are all three types somewhat blended, you know, but sometimes it requires a surfer, you know, but sometimes you should just find being a stander also. There's nothing wrong with any of the role, but if you, if you are only a stander all the time, you know, that shouldn't meet my wouldn't meet my, my requirements. I mean, you're watching the world pass by you if if you're just what I would call a bystander. But if you're just yeah. watching the world, you're not. You're you're perhaps it feels to me like ticking the box. You know, to being reactive. Your whole your managing and pioneering concept. I feel like what came to mind when I read that is reactive versus proactive, right? Yeah. Um, we have a comment from David Alexander. If I were talking as a CRO rather than a CAE, um, they would bring be singing a very similar tune. How do you assess the balance of coordination in your view of internal audit acting more as a pioneer? Not quite get the question, to be honest with you, but coordination of IA acting as more of a pioneer. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, 
what offers up. I'm a, I'm a big supporter of integrated assurance. Mm -hmm. We so have a, you know, a shared communication model, a shared vision of what we do, uh, of, of shared understanding so that the, the second line risk and the third line somewhat work together. Um, mm -hmm. But this is, I mean, maybe, maybe the gentleman can, can rephrase the question to be, be better understood. But this term of a pioneering zone addresses the fact that um, the, the world around us is VUCA, Bani, is, is fast-paced, much is happening. So how do we adapt to that? And we have to also, I think, upgrade and uh, and uh, challenge ourselves. Do, do we add value in those on those journeys? Think of, as I said, the acquire company, post-merge integration, or think of um, a new ERP system. Some, or you sell, enter new markets, sell new products. So, so much is happening in the business, which I would label as pioneering. Mm -hmm. Now, are we a part of that? Or are we just doing the, the ordinary stuff, the, the simple the processes, P2P, order to cash, what somewhat has been reviewed for ages, you know, or payroll, whatever you have, you know, that's static. That's not where the, where the heat is. That's not where the, where the challenges are in most places, I suppose. And I think that's where your, your whole build what if comes in, right? In this Bonnie world. That, that we find ourselves in is looking at all the different what what ifs, which, you know what, I've worked with several risk uh, teams and, and CROs, and I find, you know, they do the risk scenarios, you know, if this happens, if this has happens, if this happens. So I think it's an interesting concept for audits to do a little more work on and uh, to see what comes out of that. We have a bunch of comments. Um, let's go back up, up um, to Martin. Do you only see the ABC and ESG or in other parts of the audit function? I think that it should be possible for auditors to build EG models for the risk function use. Um, we've delivered a script to identify possible frauds. I, I, I like that first part very much. Do you see this, the ABC and ESG only or in other parts of audit? No, it's just an example. ESG is just one example. So you could, of course, uh, transfer the same thinking to uh, other areas. But the idea is, What's hindering us? And the argument is, well, we, we can't build this because we have to render assurance. Now, my argument is, no, no, the business is gone. Assurance will be provided by external audit. You have no job to do here. You know, you're out of business here. So what can you do? ESG is here to stay. You know, ESG will be important for our generation and forthcoming generations. Now, will you stay idle or will you consult? Now, what can you consult? If you get to get your hands dirty, get your hands in the pie, Co-create, be a co-architect, a co-builder. If you actually, if you can contribute, I think many, many can contribute in small organizations. Many have the, the headroom, the intelligence, the energy, the network to contribute something. You know, and um, given assurance is gone, I'm, I'm asking myself, what do we do in the ESG arena? Okay, so I just gotta drill down on that. What do you mean, assurance is gone? Over oh, the assurance is gone. I mean the. EU legislation is saying, you know, the ESG programs will be audited. They have to be audited, but uh, we won't ask internal audit to do so. We make it mandatory that external audit will do that job. So you won't be asked as internal auditors will be the big four and second tier and so forth. Uh, external auditors who will audit your ESG program. What's the thinking behind that? Is internal audit not qualified or? Yeah, what's the thing? I guess, I guess they regard them as uh, as uh, truly, truly independent. They regard them as uh, the better. So maybe they did a better lobbying. Maybe we, as internal oil profession, missed that, missed uh, 
missed that process when this, this, those things were grafted. But it's, it's, it's legislation. It's, it's, it's required by law that external audit firms render assurance services for your ESG program. Hey, and what so, about the U- U.S. market? I'm not so fully informed about that, but I guess it's, it will be the same more or less. So we, we are marginalized. Mm. That, that, and to, and to, yeah. to, to, to counter that trend, I mean, what, what, what do we do? What, what's our reaction? Do we just, so this is in a way a turf battle a bit. Who's rendering assurance on, on, on ESG? We could do this. Of course, we are independent in a way as an internal party. But if, if that business is gone, if that turf is gone, what else do we do? And as I just building, I think it would be a beautiful, beautiful role to, uh, you know, to do a lot, to render a lot of value to your organization. It seems logical to me that that would, if, if, especially in Europe, because I don't know if anyone knows in the US, you can put a comment in, but um, it seems logical to me that build is then the next uh, phase that audit would go into. Um, David Alexander did just clarify, if anybody made a comment, I agree we should be demonstrating integrated assurance, but CROs might challenge our pioneering role. And that's, that's, uh, that's, you know, so that's true, of course. There's a f- you have many faculties competing here. And you, you have uh, CROs, you have compliance officers. So I think it's, it's time is ripe that we clarify our role, our, our positioning, our contribution. And there's a lot we have to offer. I know. And all I'm saying is let's stand tall. Let's bring what we have to offer to the party. Let's don't limit our power, our potential with some self inflicted barriers. Some of them, of course, are valuable. I don't uh, dis- disregard that, but some have to be well interpreted in a given context, in a given in given circumstances. And sometimes it's just pragmatic to do stuff and help your top management. Because if you do that, from own experience, I can tell that um, your standing in the house is much improved. People know who you are, know what you do. And when you render internal audit services, of course, it's another role then. But your interaction, your social equity, your relationship is so much improved that I think your internal audit services will also improve, building on that relationship basis. So, you know, Alexander asked a question, you know, about the new standards and does that does your model align with that? And my my feeling is that the internal audit and We'll just touch on it briefly. My feeling is that uh, I'll, I'll I'll take ownership. My feeling is that um, the audit, the model of internal audit, uh, is not as builder currently. Look, here, here's a beautiful, a beautiful quote from my former professor. You know, maybe has passed away by now. I don't know. He said, he used to say, only practice contains all theory." saying that sometimes standards are lacking behind practice. Sometimes practice is just a bit ahead of theory and our normative force, our standards might catch up a little later. And I think, you know, uh, standards are, are some standards anyway, I, I think there are people that are going to disagree with me, are open to interpretation, right? It's, it's black on white and we must then as human beings take that and interpret the actual words that are there and apply them to our current situation. So, yeah. um, Bud asks uh, or says, states, doesn't assurance exist at different levels? Provide assurance to management versus assurance to the public. Yeah, possible. I'm, yeah, I mean, depending on where you work, I work in a, in a, in a, in a listed company in a, in a private context. so. 
Of course, public is always a factor. I mean, especially when you think of uh, stakeholder value concepts or shareholder welfare concepts. So it goes mm -hmm. beyond your, your profit. But um, that this becomes then an auditor for auditor conversation and it gets a bit, you know, I don't know. I think the, the basic idea is something worth discussing mm -hmm. and worth interpreting in, in your given context. But, but for some, I guess, maybe building is not an option now, but I think it's worth considering. So what, what, what is it you are, you're rendering? As aspiring added value, but what is that added value about? And all I'm always saying is, maybe it could be beyond A, Assure, beyond C, Consult. It could be building, doing stuff, co-creating. Yeah. And I think it's important to know too who your stakeholders are. So, you know, just kind of, you know, looking at Bud's assurance to management versus assurance to the public, I think it depends on what you're trying to achieve as a business and who your stakeholders are, what your ownership structures like, your legal structures like perhaps, and then, you know, fulfilling that role because the audit can have an impact, not just in the organization, but we know to the world beyond, right? And I think that's, um, that organizations can have that impact, but I also think it's important that audit understand that their impact can go out into the world as well. And I want auditors to kind of, uh, to to wear that cloak and, and you know, ride it out there because it's it's a it's super potential impact. Um, yeah, what, what, what is it, if I, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. was, who, who cares, wins in a way, but so it was before, you know, helping the public, you know, Let's, let's, let's be a bit more, maybe, I don't know, a bit more humble and a bit more modest in a sense. Let's help our immediate circle, you know, whatever, our friends and family. Let's help our, our, our company, our community before we can help the public. This is a big, big unknown, unknown uh, body in a way. So, I mean, fair enough to ask for how we can help serve the public, how we can serve the planet in a way. But, I mean, there's a lot to do in our closer in our mind, I suppose. Yes, yeah. yes. So let's start there. And if you do a good job there, I think this is already a mouthful. I mean, I think doing a good job there is is where it starts. But I also I also appreciate it when internal audit can see that their value extends way out there. So when they take care of this, there are ripple effects that go out there into the world. So um, I got one more question for you, and I just, I like this. It was in the abstract of your article. You mentioned an ESG helplessness syndrome. Yeah, this is this was also by, by Florian, who, who is talking to many board members. So he is at the IMD in Lausanne. It's, it's a management, uh, you know, training ground there. And uh, top management and senior executives just got lost. You know, there, there's so many requirements and... Uh, and uh, so many consultants talking about ESG, and uh, by the way, ESG I think is a, is a bad term, as, as I mentioned before. So the G is much more than the that of his acronym. So they they were helpless. They were asking for for help. So how can we how can we guide you through this 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 jungle? You know, this jungle of uh, acronyms and uh, and legal requirements. It's 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 getting it's, it was overwhelming. So as a result, management got paralyzed. And uh, I mean, there's a way to, to help management to find a way through this. And I think here we, we can play a role. That's why that's motivated, of course, um, this article of talking about Assure, Build, Consult, yeah. you know, helping top management to navigate through this jungle of, of ESG. Well, I think it's great that you brought this out into the world, this concept out into the world for discussion, just like you did with the Gardner for discussion to kind of have us push our thinking beyond what we're used to. I think that's super important for us to keep moving forward and to keep innovating. And hopefully it triggers 
other, you know, thoughts and concepts and ideas. Um, but my, I guess my final question to you is, um, do you have any practical advice for our audience or for the listeners of the podcast to say, like, how do I build or how do I approach management within our organization to say, we want to help you build? I think it's always good to be, to be in touch with your main stakeholders. I mean, I guess they are are typically the management board and supervisory board. So asking the question, how can I best support you? How can I best help you? Is is a good is a good door opener, I suppose. You know, and uh, mm -hmm. be close. You know, to what's happening around you, and uh, and with this, I mean, there, there are ways you can a bit do a bit more than you have used to do in the past. As a because now the, the regulatory framework is 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 more getting more demanding. Mm -hmm. Look after the Wirecard law, for instance. In, in my in my space, you have uh, the, this the you know uh, heightened demands on internal control systems and the whole governance scheme. I mean, we, we must wonder why there is no integrated assurance all over, and only a fraction of companies apply this. So it's still all very siloed, and I think we can have a, a role to play to bring this together. To um, build a house of governance, to strengthen our internal controls, there's much more we can do. But I think it, it takes a bit crafting. So we can no longer just write smart reports, helped by by traces uh, training schemes. You know, <laughs> it's sometimes about doing stuff. I think and get your hands dirty. Of course, then you can't audit this. You can't provide assurance on this. But this could be more valuable than writing smart reports. What isn't there? Maybe try to fill the void and build something. Um, and in other circumstances, to keep auditing, insurance, but there can be assignments where it's worthwhile. You know, I think this is compatible with the, with the standards too. You know, worth for debate. I think you can. It's not in the way that the standards are forbidding uh, that you help an organization to to co-create to build something. You have to, of course, to have the right safeguards and talk with the audit committee and and so forth to make sure you're allowed to do so. But I think it's possible. So what I'm hearing is effective communication, um, asking questions of your stakeholders, knowing the value that you can bring to the organization, and then taking a step out of the traditional role of assurance and consulting and saying, how can we build, how can we help the organization tackle these huge topics like ESG? Yeah. So listen, Reiner, as always, it's such a pleasure to talk to you. Um, I really appreciate you joining us in the audit room. And um, I want to thank our audience for joining us and for being so engaged. And last word to you, Rainer. Well, I, nothing I can say, but after your, 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 all we can say, you know, take care, you know, stay safe and enjoy life. Uh, you too. You too. And I know you do. All right, everyone. Thank you so much. We are not in the audit room next week. Trent is at a conference and I'm teaching at a client. So we're off next week. And we will see you in two weeks' time. Thank you so much, Reiner. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Tracy. Take care. Take, take care.